the DDS Studios. We are your host, Wayne Melton, Bradley Newberry, Matthew Parker. Well, he's got the day off because guess what? It's Thanksgiving, folks. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight for another issue of DDS Sports Talk. Newberry, we got some exciting stuff to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about some turkeys tonight. Yeah, turkeys. It's tis the season, man. Yeah. We've got three. We're three. calling out three turkeys of the sec for the season absolutely but before we get started guys go ahead down below hit that like and subscribe button for us give us a rumble and a follow on rumble check us out on all of our social media facebook instagram tiktok and twitter at dds sports talk and you can download all the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform newberry i hope everybody's hungry for a turkey today oh yes (laughs) <laughs> everybody needs a little turkey and just in case you needed seconds or thirds let's present turkey number one. Oh boy oh boy gobble 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 oh oh man there he is oh geez Straight. i mean what do you gotta say here this is our number one Overall quarterback prospect for next year's draft, the number seven overall pick that they think he's got, or, or recruit or whatever the hell you want to call him, player. All I know him as is Mayo Boy, and all I know him as is an average SEC quarterback. Look, you can lump the entire squad of the yeah. Kentucky Wildcat football team in there when you lose. I know Florida lost to them too. Mm-hmm. But you break a streak of, what was it, some ungodly 26 straight SEC yeah. football games. You yeah. lose at home to the Vanderbilt Commodores. You deserve to be on a lot of lists, and none yeah. of them are positive. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, we're picking on Will Levis here, but you're absolutely right in that this is this is directed at the entire squad. I mean, we told you at the beginning of the year the offensive line was going to be bad. They're bad. Uh, we told you at the beginning of the year, Will Levis was overrated. He's overrated. Um, I, I think Mark Stoops is a fantastic coach at Kentucky. I think I think uh, for what he has to work with there, I think he does a fine job. But uh, as far as hearing the banter about Kentucky, I, I don't see it, guys. I mean, this guy being I, – I, I know that he's highly rated as a, as a quarterback going into the, the next year's draft, but just because he's running a pro-style offense, which I don't even know what that means anymore because NFL runs all kinds of offenses right now. And to be honest with you, I don't think he runs the offense that well. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. What do you think? It doesn't look good. Um, their best player is their running back, Chris Rodriguez. 100%. And he doesn't get anywhere near – the publicity for some reason he's running behind the same offensive line that can't pass protect for will levis right um some of the things that i find intriguing about the overall picture about the university of kentucky and their football squad Mm -hmm. i was reading articles this week saying look stoops is in a good spot if you ever wanted to be a coach in the sec you might want to coach in Kentucky because nobody cares about the football program. Well, I, believe it or not, I believe I, and I may be correct. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he just got a contract extension. 
I think I mean, it's well deserved. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think he deserves good. it. Yeah. Anybody that can get winning seasons at Kentucky, I think, is a good coach. Consecutive winning seasons. I mean, he's put together a resume there. He, and you know what I will respect him for is that he's not one of these coaches that just runs and leaves nope. at the first chance that he gets uh, the taste of success, you know. But, guys, I mean, Will Levis, he, he's not this world beater. I, I don't know what the – I mean, they're looking at him. Yeah, he's a big, tall, white kid with a lot of strength and a lot of – you know, uh, intangibles, right? I mean, we can't, you can't teach height. You can't teach strength. So, I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know. Can you teach accuracy? I hope so. Because right now, because right now it's not there. It is not. Yeah. The, the, it makes the me wonder is what it? is, what is his, his, uh, ranking in the, in the draft going to be after the combine happens, or is he going to be one of these guys that doesn't, doesn't do the combine? Good news. We'll be here to talk about it. Absolutely. And Parker we will. will definitely want to talk about it. As sure. we're getting closer to the combine or after the combine, he'll he'll give mm-hmm. you some takes. Absolutely. We love our little our NFL draft mocks. Yeah. Those will be fun. Yeah, that's that should be fun this year for sure. I know you guys love that. Tell us what you think about uh Will Levis down in the uh down in the comments. I mean, a lot of people uh love him, I guess. Uh I don't I could care less either way. I think that all the hype around him is unwarranted. But, yeah, let us know what you think all down right. there in the comments. Tell us what you think. So that one could be considered a little turkey salad, a little mayonnaise, a little turkey mayonnaise, some pickle. <laughs> a little mayonnaise. I love Let's it. go on to turkey number two. We're going to Texas A&M and oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. The Jimbo turkey. Dude, <laughs> look at that face. Every time I see that face. I get so frustrated because I, I, for the last two years, I have been going out on a limb for these guys because I've been saying that I fell for the hype. I'll just say it. I fell for the hype. You know, everybody, oh, they're building a Death Star out in Texas A&M. They got all these recruits and blah, blah, blah. Well, I, Jimbo Fisher needs to recruit him an OC because he doesn't need to be calling plays anymore nor does he need to be recruiting because apparently he can't recruit uh, players that can produce. Uh, They, in my opinion, are one of the largest reasons that I believe that the East has overtaken the West this year as far as dominance goes. It's a huge disappointment. I mean, that's two years running at least now where – it's not only the DDS crew here, but, I mean, Mm -hmm. you've got the national pundits saying – if Texas A&M doesn't win the SEC, they could sneak into spot number four. That's how many wins they thought they, that they could have accumulated in the last two years, but it's not happening. You can recruit all you want. You can have the resume like Jimbo yeah. Fisher has, but if, if you're not making that connection with your squad now, it's leading to turmoil. Well, I- Talk about turmoil. I mean, what did we see last week or not see? Uh, I mean, look, these, this team can't score points. Nope. Uh, I mean, and in the plays that are being called, everybody's kind of scratching their head. Um, I, I'm just sitting here looking at this, and I, you guys mark my words. I think, and I've told Brad I, this outside of this show, I think at the end of this year, there's going to be a crazy number of kids that are going to enter the transfer portal after this season because I think that they they know a sinking ship when they see it because the problem is is Texas A&M can't get rid of Jimbo. 
They would owe him like $85 million. It, it, I mean, it is ridiculous. Whoever negotiated his contract, I need him to come negotiate my contract. For <laughs> That's all I'm saying because uh, it, uh, they can't get rid of him. I, they would, he would almost want them to get rid of him because he just, he's going on vacation yeah. forever. I mean, at this point, the, uh, the team may be getting tired of it. We know the fans are getting tired of it. Oh, Show geez. us exhibit A right here. Yeah. So this last week, it was, it's embarrassing. Everybody knows Kyle Field as being one of the very over diff- 100,000, 102,000, almost, almost 103,000 people, basically. It's notorious for being one of the toughest places to play in college football because of the atmosphere, because of the fans. Jimbo's losing the fans because guess what? At halftime, this is what oh, the freaking stadium looked God. like. Look at how many this. you think are there in New Newberry? I th- I'm looking at five thousand. Yeah, spread I'm, out. Maybe I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, it's oh. less than ten. That is embarrassing. That can't feel good for the football players either. No, no. Way. I mean, it does not. Think about the recruiting implications for this. You can. I mean, this is what you're going to bring them in to see. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible, man. It doesn't look good. And you know these these oh. kids on these sidelines came to play in front of a hundred thousand yes, people. Yes, they did. And they came to play in front of a hundred thousand people for a whole game. And. This is just not this is not the atmosphere that we're used to seeing at Kyle Field. It's not what people signed up for whenever they came to Texas A&M. Uh, I, again, I think that this is going to lead to a huge exodus at the end of the season, in my opinion. Uh, both people who are already there and possibly people who are starting to commit to Texas A&M might start to reconsider. That's definitely turkey worthy on yes. this Thanksgiving edition of DDS. Tell us down below. Texas A&M justified to be on this turkey list. Absolutely. Tell all you Aggie fans out there. I know there's a lot of you out there. Tell us what your your opinion is of Jimbo yeah. Fisher down there in the comments. Uh, I, like I said, I've been I stu- I went out on a limb for these guys the last two years, and they've done nothing but made me look like a bigger jackass than I already am. Speaking of up. jackasses. <laughs> Parker Street calls him a jackass. So we're going to our third turkey of the night. Oh, look at, look at him! He's he's perfect for a turkey. Lane Kiffin, <laughs> Lane, holy! He's stirring up Twitter, folks. Is it Auburn? Is it Ole Miss? Does he care about the Egg Bowl? What do you think, Blake? I don't know. So, <laughs> you know, Lane Kiffin is always good for some gaffes here and there. Uh, he's always good for some insults or or some underhanded comments. You know, he was good for both of them this weekend on Twitter, uh, as we will share with you here as soon as I am able to navigate this thing on Twitter. Share. All right, so... Lane Kiffin, you know, I guess this this reporter John Sokoloff um, was break trying to break some news that uh, apparently it was not true. <laughs> uh, that Lane Kiffin was plans to step down as the Rebels coach Friday and head to Harvard to become the Tigers' next head coach, according to sources. Uh, so Lane Kiffin goes hard. He said, "That's news to me, John. Nice sources, you know, plenty of emojis there." <laughs> yeah, he <did. laughs> emoji but he doesn't. Game. He doesn't just let it go there. 
He turns around and makes Whoa. his own press release. Deep, 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 deep. Go ahead and read that one for us there, Newberry. <laughs> this just in. Breaking news. Old Johnny Boy of WCBI News in Starkville, Mississippi, plans to step down as lead anchor and head to WLOX to become their new lead anchor. Sources say WLOX hasn't even offered the job to anyone yet, so John to WLOX is happening. Story soon. <laughs> and it doesn't stop there. It continues. Uh-oh. Fake news. <laughs> According to Lane Kiffin, I'm being replaced. This is just funny. You know, it just continues. Oh, and here, there we go. Buried him. Man, John Sokoloff. John Sokoloff's career. <laughs> Lane Kiffin just absolutely wow. bombed his ass. You know, it, it look. I think I think to a degree, mm-hmm. it's fun. Oh, one hundred percent. To a degree, it's fun. I mean, look, Lane Kiffin is on this list, but he's on this list, in my opinion, for a slightly different reason. Time to it, see the picture again. It, I mean, absolutely the the uh, the grave picture again. No, 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 no. The turkey. I want you the want you want some turkey here. I want the turkey. One last bite of you turkey. Need, oh. You need. You need you need a la- one last helping. You mm, say yes. Look. Yeah, there you go. One last helping of Lane Kiffin <laughs> oh turkey. There, that is so good. Yeah, but hey, Lane Kiffin's always funny. He's always uh, entertaining for sure. Did he take it a little too far? I don't know. I personally don't take things like that too serious. But you guys, let us know what you think down there in the comments. Tell us about what you think about Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss and this whole Auburn uh, fiasco that's going on. We appreciate you playing along with us. Those are three big turkeys of the SEC season so far. Let us know if we got it right. If you had some, maybe you had some extra sides. Maybe you had some yeah. some dressing. Maybe an honorable mention yeah. turkey. Maybe yeah. you have a ham. Let us know. <laughs> Tell us all. <laughs> Well, we're about to transition yeah. to our weekly picks. We're going to start with college, our college pick six. Oh, UT great. at Vandy. Um, of course, I mean, the big big news coming out of this one is we've got two teams going different ways mm-hmm. at this point. And yeah. we've got shockingly, shockingly. Vandy's on a winning streak. I'm saying yeah. that. And you and Parker have said momentum is a real thing in college. It, it, it totally college. is. You can see it in the lines. So we got Vandy winning two straight. We've got the Vols. We all saw it, man. The Vols lose at South Carolina. But it's not only that. They lose their quarterback, man. I, I don't know that we – people talk about his draft status. I'm not sure if he ever plays, uh, period. Uh, I mean – it's going to be tough. It will Ooh. be a long road back for Hendon Hooker for sure. I mean, it couldn't have happened to a, a better guy. I mean, he is he's just a fantastic citizen as it is. I think he's a great football player. You know, he was kind of having to fight for his draft status as it was. Um, I'm not going to have any put anybody under any illusions to think that he was going to be the, you know, the best quarterback out of this draft class. I think that he's a very smart kid. I think he's uh, he's overcome some adversity in his past to get to where he is with transferring in and things of that nature. I think that um, he's the kind of guy that can come back from this, but it's one thing coming back to a college program. Now we're talking about 
coming back into a professional program potentially, but it, it's somebody's going to have to take a chance on them really is what it's going to come down to. Uh, but we'll, we'll just have to play that out and see. But Tennessee, like you said last week, ugly, ugly loss, ugly. I mean, there's, I'll be honest with you. This wasn't a game. What after was there that, one three and out, and there were no more punts? I mean, after the first quarter, the game was over, in my opinion. And it was a very strange feeling. You know, Brad and I watched we kept the watching, game. We're like, okay, all they got to do is get a stop or two, and they can outscore them. It was but just they like, never stopped them. It was just like there was the energy was different for some reason. You know, there's all these rumors about you know trouble in the locker room and. You know, uh, Jeremy Banks, their their right. starting linebacker, he, he didn't travel with the team. There was rumors that there was an altercation, and that was the reason they didn't travel. I don't know if I believe that. I think that's all bullshit. Um, what was he sick? I I don't know. Really, you don't have I think, your starter I think, does not travel for no reason. Well, I think that there was a disciplinary reason. <laughs> okay. Uh, there there are class. there are other rumors out there that he was. Uh, a no-show for a practice because he said that he had a f- flat tire or something. But look, there's lots of lots of stories out there. I don't know which one's true. None of us do. None of us really know what what happened. All we know is he didn't show up uh, for the game on Saturday. Did it affect the ultimate outcome of the game? Probably not. The reality is, is the defense can't center around one person. Uh, the I want to. First off, South Carolina balled out. They had a game plan. They came in and they executed it against the Vols. The Vols offense did not play its best game. They had their worst game, in my opinion. Uh, we saw early on, we were saying, what is this accuracy? We talk about Levis yeah. all the time, but I'm yeah. like, Hendon was not Hendon on didn't look right at the beginning. Mm. Well, they kind of a- started getting to groove later, but yeah. I'm like, what is Well, and receivers dropping ball. Jalen right. Hyatt went on the Rich Eisen show and talked about how he circled this, you know, this game because he's a South Carolina kid, never got an offer from South Carolina, you know, that, that he, he really had a, a big plans for this game. And then he shows up and Whoops. he's dropping balls all over the freaking place. Uh, when your quarterback's struggling, cause Hendon, like I said, Hendon was not on his game. I think Hendon probably lost his chance at winning the Heisman, regardless of whether he got hurt in that game, in that game. Um, uh, but, you know, any kind of comeback that was going to happen, it went away after he got hurt in the fourth quarter. Um, the defense, though, you could tell that South Carolina had a game plan. They'd been watching some film. They saw something because they really they really attacked uh, Danico Slaughter uh, uh, a lot. They went after him all night, and they burnt his ass up and down the field. And it was just kind of frustrating for me as Joe Schmo because I was telling Bradley during the game, I was like, look, they got three guys over there. They're going to run levels concept, low low cross, high cross, vertical route. And they did that three times in a row. And they got they, they just absolutely toasted them. They never could stop it. But, again, I'm not taking anything away from South Carolina. They executed their game plan. They were running the Wildcat with that wide receiver, and it, we were having trouble with that. Spencer Rattler went out there. I said he was a Dude. flop last week, guys. I'm here to tell you I was wrong. I'm man enough to say when I'm wrong. He went out there and whipped the Vols ass. Bottom line, the South Carolina Gamecocks beat the living shit out of Tennessee. Do I think they're a better football team? No. But you got to show up. Tennessee didn't show up. You know, Josh Heupel made the comments that this one needs to sting a while. It does. 
It really does because this, they, they, this is the second time this year that we've gone into a hostile environment and not produced. It will. And I, I think the fan base is going to remember it for a while. Well, you because f- you were right there on the cusp. And, and fast forward to this weekend. Ooh. Fast forward to this weekend. We're going to find out how good of a coach Josh Heupel is right now this week. Mm. We're going to find out a lot about this team, mm. how they respond. Because Vandy is running with some confidence right now. Of course. If the same team shows up that showed up in Columbia, South Carolina, they will get their ass kicked out of Nashville. Mm. I'm not even lying there, guys. We can't can't mess around with this. We're going to find out a lot about it in this game. I think Joe Milton, we're going to find out a lot about what, what he's all about. You know, he's had, he's appeared to be a little better, but been up against lesser competition maybe it's in garbage time does that mean anything what's it going to be like when the score zero zero in the first quarter what's it going to be we'll see maybe he's got his opportunity starting now parker has shared his notes for all i got long-winded for all of you parker fans out there here we go and i quote if you took the vols record today and offered it to any vols fan preseason we would have taken it It's been a very successful season. However, two things can be true at the same time. It was only a few weeks ago when players and coaches thought they might be in the SEC championship gone, but hope was still alive. College football playoff dreams are still alive and well, gone. It has to be incredibly difficult to get ready to play on the road this week with all of that letdown. This Vandy team is playing loose has everything to play for with a win. They will get six wins and bowl eligibility. Parker picks. Not only does Tennessee not cover this spread, I think there's a chance they lose. He's going Vandy. Yeah, so he's going the other way. I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'm going to go the homer route. Uh, I'm going to say that this team plays with some pride. I'm going to say that maybe they respond here. I think that, look, a lot of things have been said about Joe Milton in the past, but what you cannot fault him for is being a good teammate. He lost his job last year. He stuck around. He supported him and Hooker. He was the first one out on the field to console him whenever he came out. I'm going to say he's going to step up. I don't know exactly what he's going to look like, but I think he's going to get the job done. I think they will come out, and I think ultimately what it's going to come down to is Tennessee has too many skill players with too much talent for for, uh, Kentucky. Sorry. They did for Kentucky as well, but too many skill players with too much talent for Vanderbilt to be able to keep up with. And I just think it's too many points. It's it's silly to say because of this Vandy. I know, right? I, I can I keep see where hearing, y'all are coming I from. Keep hearing you and Parker say momentum is a real thing, and so mm-hmm. with that, yeah. After the stinging loss, and I get almost two full touchdowns. Just give me the points. I don't know that Vandy wins again. Surely not. Not three in a row, right? Well, look, there could be a lot of red flags after this game. <laughs> there really could. I'm not going to lie about it. There could be a lot of red flags about next year. Mm-hmm. Here's we'll my, see. Here's my team. Florida has to go on the road. Florida State, after just losing to Vanderbilt. <laughs> Parker's notes. Thanks, guys, for giving yeah. them some, some momentum. Yeah. Appreciate it. 
by the way, before I read Parker's notes, <laughs> let me ask you a question. I wish Parker was here. Yep. Have you in your almost 40 years of watching college and pro football, have you ever seen a quarterback or a team from the shotgun down the ball when you're trying to manage the end of game scenario? I mean, you get up under center, you drop it. What are you going six yards back for and then dropping the ball? Three seconds to, to spike the ball, to spike the clock. I've never I seen it, that. Never. Unfortunately, I've had the displeasure of watching that because Butch Jones did that same shit. Oh no, not the brick. Because it, I mean, I, I've told That's you this. Horrible I've told you this. I've told you this before. Dobbs was always it was it was kind of a running joke that when he got to the NFL, he wouldn't know how to go under center because he never took a snap under center. So, uh, I, I don't get it. I think it's bad football, like you said. It's really bad. You're asking for a lot of stuff to go wrong. A lot of stuff to go wrong. That's a yuck. We're about ready for this season to be over. <laughs> <laughs> Parker says Florida State has played four backup quarterbacks this season, so they may not be as good as you think. However, the Florida State Seminoles just played the perfect team to get ready for this game. Florida coach Billy Napier recently coached for Louisiana. And the Raging Cajuns still run the same type of offense. Last week, Florida State played Louisiana, so they should be ready to see the exact same type of offense. In this one, Florida State rolls, and Florida ends with the exact amount of wins I predicted in the summer. Wow. He's taking Florida State minus 10. I th- I'll just take the points. I'm not saying Florida wins. I'm just... I'll gladly take 10 <laughs> points in a rivalry game. Florida may lose by 10, yeah, but I still going, win my pick. You're going to go homer here. Give me Florida in yeah. the 10. Yeah. You're going homer with the points. I'm just taking the points. Yeah. I'm going to say that I was right. It may I don't. It may have taken a little longer to get to the point to where I thought they would quit. But I think last week we officially saw Florida quit. I saw a lot of players moping around. Yeah, they quit. They score a touchdown. They're like, oh, who cares? I, I don't, so, you know, they didn't care against Vandy. Now they're going to care even less against Florida That's State. And a rivalry game. Um, so I, I'm going. I'm going Florida State. Florida State all Minus the 10. way. All right. Down in the comments, tell, tell us what you think about the Tennessee and the Florida picks we made here. Have both of the teams <laughs> quit. Maybe. Well, hey, I think there's a fair argument for both of them. Both of them being quitting. I, I, I don't know. I don't know either. Don't uh, know. It has to be played out on the field. It's the B1G game of the year. Mm-hmm. As we, uh, shocker, right? I mean, yeah. here we are. Everybody's just been waiting all year for all right. this game. That's I don't know why just we played fa- any more. Fast of them. forward. Why do we even game. play any of these other games? Michigan at Ohio State. Parker says there are some stats showing how good Michigan's defense is, but they have played one top 30 offense all year long Mm. and by some metrics ohio state has the number one offense in the country michigan's best player their running back blake quorum is questionable for this game even if he plays he'll be beat up i don't think jj mccarthy quarterback for michigan has what it takes to throw it around the field we talked about it in the preview pod because the defensive coordinator hired this year ohio state's defense is greatly improved although I'm starting to wonder if this Ohio State team is slightly overrated. They should roll this Michigan team. He's taking Ohio State minus eight. 
Yeah. Now we all sat here. We got to be careful. Yeah. We fell into the trap last year. We all took Ohio State, and by God, Michigan straight up won last year. They did. They did. And I'll I was be in honest Michigan, with though, you. I, I saw. I have seen over the last few weeks. Ohio State's just not really been as impressive over the last few weeks. It seems like um, they've let people hang around. C.J. Stroud's. I would. I think he would even say they weren't his best games over you know over the last four or five games. Um, I still think they're going to win. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, eight. Eight's a pretty big number. But I still think they're going to do it. I'm I'm going with Ohio Over. State. Uh, I picked them at the beginning of the year to to beat them in this game, uh, and I, I think the continuation of the overrating of Michigan continues. Uh, that makes three of us. I'm going yeah. Ohio State minus the eight. Yeah. Um, on our ACC game of the week, we've got North Carolina State at North Carolina. Boy, or Parker says North Carolina had a chance. To make it to the college football play, I, I don't know about that. They had a chance to put themselves in a good position to later play Clemson for maybe a spot. I uh, poke myself in the eye. <laughs> Golly. And Parker says, a horrible loss against Georgia Tech in September. North Carolina quarterback Drake May said, people who go to North Carolina State just can't get into North Carolina. I... On a side note, I checked. You actually have to have a higher GPA to get into North Carolina State. <laughs> of course, Parker Jack. Yeah, he did. As much as I want to take the Wolf Pack, I just can't. They've been crushed with injuries. We don't even know for sure who is playing quarterback for them. They could be on their fourth starting quarterback of the year. If MJ Morris can't go, North Carolina dominates. He's taken North Carolina minus six and a half. I, I don't think it's even close, right? Uh, I mean, it's just so what could have been with North Carolina State, oh, man. man. We, uh, we was, really they were our dark them. horses. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going North Carolina here. That makes, no question. That makes three of us. Make that short and sweet. Let's see. Best bet time. Parker has, uh, he says, changing it up this week, fellas. Looking at the South Carolina Clemson game, he's not going to pick a winner or against the spread. What he wants to go with is. He wants the over 51 points if Spencer Rattler looks like half the man he was against the Vols. This should be easy. I expect Clemson to run it up on the ground because South Carolina is weak on the ground. I'm thinking 35 to 21 type of game. He's taking the over as his best bet. Okay. In a shootout. Yeah, he is. Uh, I am eyeballing uh, a game going on in the state of Georgia right now. Uh, Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets heading down to Athens to play Georgia. They are 36 point underdogs. That's ridiculous. No way. No way that happens. This this game means nothing to Georgia. They're going to beat the shit out of them, but they're not going to beat them by more than 36. That's crazy. I'm going Georgia Tech with plus 36 here for my best bet. And I'm going out west. Oregon, Oregon State, the Civil War. Oh, no, you can't. Hey, can't say that. What do you the, mean? It's Civil the War? rivalry of all rivalries. The Oregon Trail leads right to this game. <sighs> Whose side was Oregon on in, in the Civil War? It wasn't even a territory, was it? <laughs> Who can't? I mean, anyway, the sorry. Civil War. 
<laughs> Fine, we'll call it the platypus bowl. The platypus bowl. The platypus trophy. That's right. Someone has to win. Oregon needs to win. Oregon needs to win big just to keep their name out there. Style points. They got USC that's trying to take up all them lights out west. Yep. Bo Nix. I mean, this is the same Bo Nix, right? That used to be in the SEC playing for Auburn. Mm -hmm. I can't can't believe what I'm seeing here. He's just playing against JV teams. This may be another JV team. I'm taking Oregon minus three and a half. That's my best bet. Uh, Underdog time. I, I'm i going with a team that I liked in my preseason pick. I'm looking at the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Oh, they are they a were dog. your pick, right? Yeah, they are a dog on the road at Wisconsin. Okay. Really? And uh, okay, Minnesota, they want to run the rock. Run the rock and play some defense. Come on, Minnesota. Get, get me a win right get here. Get them Gophers going. I'm going to the ever-famous Egg Bowl. It's happening in the state of Mississippi. We mentioned uh, Lane Kiffin. He said in some of those tweets that he was doing some research on the on the Egg Bowl. I don't think this one's going to play out in his favor this year. I've got Mississippi (laughs) State going down to start not Starkville. Good Lord, Oxford, uh, and uh, coming out with the victory here. We we predicted that Ole Miss was going to have a tough second half of the year, and I think that's going to continue. And Parker is looking at. Mizzou. He says, I'm looking at Missouri to beat Arkansas. Arkansas just beat a ranked team to get to six wins and to a bowl. This is a letdown spot for them. And on the flip side, Missouri has five wins. They are going to leave everything on the field to get to that magic number of six. Give him Mizzou and Eli Drinkwitz. I never thought I would see the day that Parker picked Mizzou over anybody. (laughs) Oh, well. That's college. That's college. Let's head over to the NFL. Here we go. NFL pick six. We always start right here with the hometown Titans. Yep. Cincinnati at Tennessee. Some say this is a revenge game. The Titans and their organization say that it's not a revenge game. So they're saying the right things because you don't want bulletin board material. Right. But don't get it wrong, man. Everybody in that organization <clears throat> remembers sacking Joe Burrow an ungodly amount of times. Yep. And still took the L at home yep. in the playoffs. Yeah, they can talk about it not being a revenge game, <laughs> but I guarantee you every single guy in that locker room, like you said, they've got this game circled on the calendar there. They are looking to get after that Joe Burrow ass. They're getting uh, to where they're probably looking the chops right now. I and but look, make no bones about it. The Tennessee Titans offense is a very. It's amazing to me that they are still able to do some of the things they do, knowing that the other team knows exactly what they're going to do. Uh, because they're so limited in their wide receiver positions, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And their scheme is just, I don't know, it's basic. I don't really like it. Uh, the defense is playing in a, at an elite level, in my opinion. The only way that they that they get wins over good teams at this point is they have to make it ugly. But they're really good at making the game mm-hmm. ugly. Vrabel, that, those are Vrabel-type games, you know. It used to be in the NFL that if you're tough, 
and you were able to make games ugly, you were a good team because you had a chance to win every single uh, Sunday. I think that that's this is that's what this game is. If this is a coaching mismatch. It absolutely. I'm sorry. Is. <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry, sorry, Cincinnati. The the better coach is on the other side of the field. Yep. Uh, the better running back is on the Titan side of the field. Joe Mixon is in uh, concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase may or may not play. He didn't play last week. Yeah. So you have some injury questions with the Bengals. It's not that the Titans don't have any, but oh, it yeah. just seems more notable on the Cincinnati side. Yeah. Well, and the Titans just seem this year to be able to overcome that and kind of play at a higher level, even with the injuries. Um, I'm looking at this. It's two and a half right now on, on DraftKings. Man, I think the Titans could win outright for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I think this is a game if they can make it ugly, make it about the trenches, try not to get too crazy with any of these little flat passes pattern passing patterns that they do get the freaking ball to Hooper throw the ball deep every now and then damn it Hooper ain't gonna catch 60 though I'll let you deal with that <laughs> you and Parker can handle that show me the money Parker <laughs> man anyways I'm going Titans here that two and a half numbers no way that's happening in Nashville no damn way they're coming into our house hmm. and beating that ass no way Here's what Parker wants to say. Vrabel is 9-0 and against the spread in the regular season with 10 days or more to prepare. Mm-hmm. Vrabel is so good as an underdog. If you just blindly bet $100 on the money line in the 36 games he wasn't favored, you'd have $2,715 in your pocket today. The Titans are also 8-0 in their last eight against the spread. No team has done that in more than 20 years wow. while averaging less than 20 points per game. That would usually have me saying regression is happening and fading the Titans, but not so fast. Last year's horrendous playoff loss is still an open wound to this team, city, and fan base. Screw whatever points I'm getting. Big Jeff shoves whatever turkey has left over of <laughs> Burrow's <laughs> butt and makes like that. T- Let me start this over again. Get, yep, get ready I'm ready. I'm I ready didn't now. know this was going to be didn't... one of those. It's hard to read into this. Here All we right, go. here we go. I'm going to start right here. Last year's horrendous playoff loss is still an open wound to this team, this city, and the fan base. Screw whatever points I'm getting. Big Jeff shoves whatever turkey he still has left over straight up burrows behind. And much like the Titans ended the Packers season this Sunday, the Titans eliminate the Bengals from the playoffs. Tell him Parker. Wow. Come on. Let's go. Wow. Come on. Tighten up. Holy moly. I'm going Cincinnati minus two and a half. Wow. The <laughs> villain over here. I think it's in their heads. Oh, here we go. I think Cincinnati's in the go. heads of Tanny Hill in the head. Not of Vrabel. Vrabel's the best coach on that field. Yeah. But Vrabel can't play quarterback. <laughs> he can't. Uh, Dude, I do. I don't like for Tanny Hill's mental health. I know. I know. You, we want him to be able to. I don't break want him. To, I know. I don't want him throwing two or three or four uh, picks again. All right. Something. Did it just change? 
because it kind of reloaded on me here. Let's see. Let's see if it updated or something here. Kind of did something weird there. No, they still go to the Maybe one of the other ones. Oh, I bet one of the other games just ended. They just took one of the other games. I'm going Cincinnati minus two and a half. It's probably a field goal game. And I think old fat Randy's back. Come on. They've already let. Let's go, Randy. Let's go. Let's go, Randy. Let's go. Uh, Baltimore at Jacksonville. I mean, I got not much to say here other than it's safe. They will not have the number one overall draft pick this year. Next year. They can always trade up. <laughs> they, could. they can always trade up. They could, but uh, I mean, really, I was going to ask Parker. I'm like, how impressive did Baltimore look in, in beating Carolina last week? Now he can blame it on the weather, I guess. He can blame it on, look, they just did enough just to win. Kind of leaned on the defense type of day, scored just enough. All those things could be true. But, I mean, what kind of Baltimore team is coming in here? I I mean. No, I don't know. I I know that. But the problem is, is we don't really know what Jacksonville has to offer at this point either. That's that's really going to to be able to push past a Ravens team. Uh, Can that defense contain a Lamar Jackson? Um, can Trevor Lawrence in the offense get some stuff done? Uh, can we not make some stupid mistakes uh, down in the red zone? I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at this. Uh, for me, I'm okay with with picking uh, Baltimore here. Three and a half, minus three and a half. I got that. All right. Let's see what Parker's got. In the pre pre-draft process, we said Trayvon Walker will struggle to rush the passer. Before Bradley argues with me, Walker is 100 out of 125 edge rushers and beating his blocker. But Walker is elite, capital letters, elite in rush defense. And I'll tell you why that is, Parker, because this guy doesn't have any moves. The rookie only knows power. He only knows bull rush. He's got no technique yet. He's as raw as raw can be. Mm -hmm. But that's... They took the bait and they drafted him. Yeah. Drafted another project. And we said, yeah. why do they keep drafting projects? It's what they do. Just draft the known <laughs> commodity. It's man. what they do. We'll see. It's going to be a big off season for him, but I totally agree with what Parker just said. He's he's not a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. He's power only. And that's yeah. easy to beat when yeah. you're playing against grown professionals. Yep. Let's see. Since the Jags have a real coach, Maybe they use Walker in some type of unique way to spy Lamar Jackson this week. However, I just can't get to this number. And it's mainly because of Baltimore's defense. Jackson is 20 and 11 against the spread on the road. Jacksonville is 4 and 14 against the spread in their last 18 at home. I could be wrong today, but in the long run, I'll be right. (laughs) Over the last (laughs) 10 years. There have been 154 quarterbacks to play meaningful time. I can't put my money on the one that ranks 149th on that list in terms of profitability. (laughs) Baltimore, minus the points. Man, I think Bradley's feelings are hurt. I, I, I can't argue truth. Uh, let me give you a little Jacksonville insight here. Oh, here we go. A little insider here. Insider information. Hope Vegas is listening. So I like defense. Mm-hmm. 
I know what Trayvon Walker is or isn't this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. But you know what's been disappointing in the last few weeks? It's been rookie linebacker Devin Lloyd. Mm, okay. Devin Lloyd started off the year hot. Yeah. Wildfire. AFC rookie defender of the month of September. He's been playing so poorly in his run fits and in his past defense that they have inserted Chad Muma. The other, another linebacker that they drafted. Moving on. We need for this defense to be better. I think you need a good Devin Lloyd. Yeah. I, I don't like this whole shuffling of the lineup. <clears throat> um, yeah. and, and it's, and I've said it before that controlled pass rush, integrity in your pass rush, this is a horrible with a capital H. <laughs> a horrible matchup this week. Give me Baltimore minus the points. Never thought I'd see the day. It's it's he bad. Said facts. It's facts. bad. Undisciplined pass rush. They are going to get torched. Okay. I don't. I don't know that the score is so out of whack, but Baltimore, it won't be a game. You Baltimore know, it won't covers, be out of control. Baltimore covers because they have bigger things to play for, man. Yeah. They have such an easy schedule coming up that they could, if they do what they're supposed to do, they could look at fighting for the number one seed. Can you believe that? In the AFC. that They should jump on Jacksonville early and often. I mean, we've said it. AFC is up for grabs right now. I mean, Buffalo's not looking great every every week, it seems like. They're not unbeatable. We're going to New Orleans at San Francisco. Parker says, this is a simple one for me, fellas. New Orleans is ravaged on defense injury-wise. And the 49ers are very good. However, this line is simply too much. Parker wants the points in New Orleans over the talent that's all over the field with the San Francisco 49ers. I, I'm I really struggle with that too, just because I mean the NFL is just everything's so much closer. It just seems like a lot. Nine and a half is right now is what it, what Draft DraftKings is saying. Uh, golly, there's so much talent over there on the mm. San Francisco sideline, and they just blew out Arizona. They took complete advantage of them. And Jimmy <sighs> G was the manager. Short passing game to McCaffrey. Had a couple of you nice tosses to Kittle. Screw it. I'm doing 49ers. I'm no. going 49ers. I, I I think that there's I don't know. I think they I think they're gonna do it. This was a coin flip, man. It's tough because the number's big, man. Nine and a half. It, it's, it's a, a bit flip. of a hole. Uh, it's just like a coin flip of who's the quarterback for New Orleans this week. Is it gonna be Dalton again? I don't know. Where's Jameis? How many rabbits? I don't do Jameis. Is Hill? Dying. Is Hill going to be running I mean, this team? How many rabbits can they pull out of their hat mm. with the quarterback situation? Is, is Kamara healthy? Is, is he facing jail time for a later episode? Man, again? We might have to have some more conversations go about back that. In, and, go back in our history. You'll find yep, a little yep, Kamara we'll, post. We'll, we'll put that. Where is it? We'll put it up over here in the corner here for you guys. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, this guy, what was it, last year's Pro Bowl? Yeah. Or right before, the night before. It's right? in Vegas, right? Vegas. Yeah. The night before, he gets into shen- shenanigans, <laughs> and he uses his 
presence and power, his status. Yeah. To act like a fool. Yeah. But whatever. His entourage beat the crap out of somebody, and then he decided he wanted to get in on it. Yeah, that, that's for the courts to decide, I guess. Yeah. But uh, when in so my rule is when in doubt, take the points. I'll take New Orleans, but I don't want to put any money. Look, I, I think that's a smart play. When I, I'm going to go out. <laughs> I'm going out on Because I don't here. know. Uh, just because there's just so much freaking talent over there on San Francisco's sideline. Uh, what do we got next? Oh, yeah, we're going to Sunday night. Yeah. Sunday night football. <laughs> Brotherly love. Little A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Green Bay at mm-hmm. Philly. Parker says, I know Rodgers has a broken thumb. Interesting. I didn't know that. I did not either. Didn't we all kind of know that is what he says. <laughs> I also think that that's built into this line. Getting Rodgers and seven points. I'll take that every time. Parker says Green Bay is good at running the ball and Philly can't stop it. Next week, expect a deep dive into this fraudulent Eagles team. I one Green Bay plus yeah, seven. I one hundred percent agree with Parker on this one. I'm looking at this game. I almost picked this as my underdog, uh, just because I think this and you is, can. Uh, yeah, I could still potentially right, yeah. but I'm still going. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers here. I think this Eagles team. We're starting to see some cracks uh, in the foundation. Maybe we're starting to figure them out a little bit here. A.J. Brown's ankle hurt. Mm. You know, I mean, we're starting to hear about that some more. I'd love to hear Parker's deep dive into the fraudulent Eagles. I cannot wait to hear it. We will. Uh, That makes all three of us. We're all on Green Bay here. It's You're getting a touchdown with a better quarterback, and uh, you've – you get Aaron Jones and Dylan out of the backfield. So it doesn't have to be fancy. Just keep the clock running, score enough points. I think your defense is okay to go up against this gimmicky offense in the NFC East. Yep. Um, underdog for Parker. He says for the third time in a row, give me the Steelers. Last week I talked about the Tomlin spot. Do we do the, we're doing best bet. We're going, we'll do dogs. Yeah, I did skip over the best. So underdog. This is the underdog. We'll come back to best bets. Cool. Uh, Parker wants the Steelers. Uh, I admit I made a mistake. He says there's something that is more powerful than the Tomlin spot. And that is tiny hands. Kenny Pickett. <laughs> last week was the coldest game Pickett has played in in more than two years maybe longer than that but i didn't go back a third year and believe me when parker says he goes back he goes back and checks yes he, every, he really, he really every games we have to treat the steelers team like jared golf you just can't trust them outdoors in the cold weather however this game is indoors and tj watt is healthy and is going to eat Wrong team favored. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm. I I, th- I could see that. I could see that. All right, underdog here. I'm gonna do something silly here. I'm going down to Miami. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but you know what? I didn't feel really strongly about any of these games, and I think it's about time for Miami to have a little bit of a slap in the mouth here. And I think the Houston Texans are gonna go up in there, and they're gonna pull the upset. Against the Miami Dolphins, no particular reason. I just think it's going to happen, guys. Right, right there. If you bet ten dollars, you would win fifty-two. Yep. Go for it. That's where I'm putting my money. 
I'm going to go with a home team this week, a team that just got embarrassed. Looking at the Arizona Cardinals, getting embarrassed <laughs> in Mexico. It was a home game in Mexico, and all the little fans in Mexico were booing them. Yep. They were all cheering for San Francisco. So now they get to go back to their real home where there will be about 10,000 fans there. The home field advantage for the Cardinals. And somehow they're going to win. They're going to, they are going to beat the Chargers, who, quite frankly, are not very good. <laughs> and it could be an injury thing. It could be. Maybe we haven't been able to see the real Chargers team. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm sorry. It's just it doesn't look good. Nope. Not and enough. I'm not even calling it Herbert's fault. We no. like to pick on quarterbacks, but I'm not going there. And I'm not talking about Eckler either. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, and you know Parker had plenty to say about that subject. Yep. So. We'll circle back to best bet. Let's see. Parker says, I feel stupid taking this, but give me a prop bet. Give me Marcus Mariota. Over 158 passing yards. He says, this is ridiculous. He just has to have more than that, right? This Washington (laughs) team is quietly one of the best run defenses in the NFL. The Falcons love to pound the rock. But the Falcons will have to pass the ball to have a chance to win this game. So he's he's just blindly taking it. He doesn't think they can run against Washington. Come on, Marcus. Let's go. And, and honestly, like I kind of piggyback off of this one because I went, my best bet was the Washington Commanders, believe it or not, to cover the four and a half point spread. Okay. I think that if Washington gets up, gets up early, we'll force the passing game from Atlanta. And I, I don't believe that Marcus can do it. I would agree with you there. I think that, I think that's not in, not his, not his bag. Uh, I am going with the hometown game here against uh, Cincinnati and uh, Tennessee, kind of doubling up just a little bit here, except for I'm taking the under of 40, 43 and a half here. Uh, I think, again, like I said in our little mini analysis there, in order for Tennessee to have a chance to win uh, in a lot of these games, they have to make it ugly. And one of the ways they do that is by playing elite defense. And I think that that's what it's going to take against – uh, Cincinnati, lots of sacks, lots of really good defenses uh, uh, in the secondary. Bayard maybe picking a ball off, getting some three and outs, getting off the field on third down, uh, and pounding the rock with the king. I think that's what it's going to take. This is going to be a not. It's not going to be a high flying game through the air. I don't think this is going to be an, an ugly Vrabel game, and that's exactly what we want as Tennessee Titans fans because that is the winning formula for this team. Well, that was a show. That's the show. That was a show. Thank you for joining us on this holiday weekend. Hope everyone got their fill of not only your Thanksgiving favorites around your dinner tables at home, but enjoyed a little turkey with us. SEC turkeys. Absolutely. Guys, like you said, thanks for joining us on Thanksgiving tonight here for another edition of DDS Sports Talk. On your way out, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. Really helps us out. Give us a follow and a rumble on Rumble. Check us out on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. And you can check out the audio versions of all these uh, podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Newberry, final thoughts. 
Parker has a final thought first. The Cardinals fired a coach for reportedly groping someone, which is what they should have done. On the flip side, it makes zero sense that Watson is facing many, many more accusations and got the biggest guaranteed contract in NFL history from the Browns just because he can throw a ball. Next week, he returns. I will be here live to break down the numbers for his games, but I won't be watching this garbage organization. Want to guess who will be next week's underdog lock? Go Texans. My final thought, man. Recruiting just doesn't happen in college football, ladies and gentlemen. It's happening right now in the NFL. Odell Beckham Jr. is visiting the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Bills as we speak. Turkey Day weekend. He's also had conversations with many other teams. Can he still play? I don't know. It's been a long time. Is he healed? Can he run? Can he take a football hit? Do the Titans take a chance on him? It seems like that we'll find out soon as the playoff push as we get into December football. We'll definitely see. But, hey, for all you soccer fanatics Mm. out there, the World Cup has started, in case you didn't know. And guess what? There's a few Nashville FC folks on Mm. Team USA. And tomorrow, Friday, I don't know what is today, Friday, uh, November 25th, uh, they'll be playing England in the World Cup. Go check that out on your uh, on your favorite broadcast for, right the, here for the World us. Cup. USA. Absolutely. Support USA in the World Cup. Other than that, that's all we got for tonight, guys. As always, it's Two-Tone Blue. All the way, you guys be well. Be well.